Welcome back to the next. I'm here actually in the middle of a South African takeover. I'm missing <laughs> our buddy Thaddeus. He's home visiting some family. So I'm here with Jordan. Jordan, how are you doing? What's up? I'm having an absolutely amazing day. Today we have, like you said, a South African takeover. However, today we have a special guest with us. I am so excited. This was last minute, but absolutely Holy Spirit led. So today we have Prophet Andre with us. Prophet Andre, how are you doing? I am well, and I'm so excited for today. Um, I've been more excited about this than, than a previous session. So <laughs> this is good. Oh, I'm going to have to tell my dad. That's awesome. That's an honor. Oh, that is, that's an absolute honor. So I just want to let you know, we obviously, we had no idea who you were until today. And I was absolutely blown away. I, I can't, it can't be much of a compliment because I had no expectations. So take it for what it's <laughs> worth. But I was blown away today. We had a fantastic episode with Faith TV. Um, it was absolutely, the Holy Ghost was there and it flowed so well. I was, I was very impressed and I had an absolute blast. You ministered to me the entire day. Uh, especially that part when you started talking about how you don't remember good sermons, but you remember encounters. Yes. And I started thinking, I was like, wait a second. I wonder if I can remember <laughs> yeah. any sermons. And all I could remember were the encounters yeah, I've had with Jesus. Yeah, it was so it good. gave me a completely new perspective yes. on life. Now, normally, I would tell you what's happening. But seeing as you're a prophet, I guess you're going to decide today. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll throw you in the ringer today. And we're going to let you go ahead and, and, and share a little bit about yourself. And then, uh, and then we'll hit some questions off and we'll see where we go. So okay. if no, you want to get started, we'd love to hear what you're about. Yes. Um, so uh, I've been in ministry for 20 years and uh, but uh, only last seven years in the prophetic called to be a New Testament prophet. And uh, so much like you guys, I've served in a ministry. I've done sound <laughs> camera work. I've worked in every department, children's department, youth department. And so God has promoted me. I remember 14 years old sitting behind the camera and the prophet just ministering and stopping and turning to the camera and says that uh, right now you're behind the camera, but the day will come. God will put you in front of the camera, 14 years old. And so, wow. but I had to serve. And so 20 years of ministry, which I mean, the majority of that was just serving, serving. And uh, um, I had an encounter. And I believe that that is what people need. And also young people, the next generation need encounters. And I, I believe that the church globally have become so sensitized mm -hmm. to, um, to making people feel comfortable. But an encounter puts you in an uncomfortable position. I mean, it puts the spotlight on you where you have to, I mean, respond to mm -hmm. that outer call, to that, I mean, Holy Spirit move that happens in the place. I mean, it is, it's an invitation. And uh, that is the thing that changed my life. It is those encounters. And we need more encounters in our lives. We Amen. need, yeah. and then also as ministers, we have to create those encounters. We have to yeah. trust God. God would come and move and create that encounter. Now, um, I had encountered uh, three encounters in my life, but the first one was getting saved. Now, to give you a little bit of uh, background, I grew up in a house where my parents did not serve the Lord. And so at the age of uh, 14, um, that is when my parents got saved. And so suddenly going from a place where, I mean, no church, um, nothing about God, suddenly full-time involved in church. Now, uh, it was something to get used to. Suddenly we started to go to church every day. We had, I mean, Monday nights, uh, youth meetings, <laughs> Tuesday prayer meetings, Wednesday cell group, every night, Friday, Saturday. So when my parents got saved, they got saved. They got involved. They wanted to be, I mean, they want to make up for the times that they were yeah. out of church. We, we were very involved in church. Now, as a child, I developed 
um, this idea that God lives in the church. Because I would go to the church, and uh, when my parents were not saved, I would see how they would behave. I would go to the mm -hmm. church, and when we entered the building, they would change. They would become these wonderful people, say all the right things. And then when we leave there, they would just continue the normal way. And so I developed this idea that the church is a holy place. It's a place where God lives, and we go there Sunday to visit Him, and we have to be our best because we're in the house of the Lord. But then then Mondays to, th to Saturdays, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. God doesn't know because He lives in the church. And so that's what I developed as a child. I started to get that idea. So my parents started to go to church, and we got very involved, but I never had a relationship with God. I went to church, went to Sunday school. I mean, I mean permanently. We were so involved in the church, but I didn't have a relationship with God because of that perception or that idea that, that God doesn't care about my life. I'm, I'm on my own during the week. And uh, what happened is uh, I got to a, a place in my life where I made a lot of bad decisions. My parents moved to another city um, for ministry, and I said, I said to them, I would like to stay behind to finish my school year. And uh, in that year, things just started to go really bad in my life, and I really messed up. I messed up everything. So I got to a place where they caught me. Yeah. Um, I was caught, in, in one day they caught me with everything that I messed up in my life. And so I remember coming home, I was staying with family then, and then they had all the evidence, all the proof, and so I got expelled from school that day. Wow. And uh, I remember sitting in my room and then um, uh, saying to myself, I've just thrown my future away. I've messed up my relationship with my parents, um, I've no future anymore because I've, I've been thrown out of school. There's no, I've messed it all up. So I'm sitting in my room, and I'm, uh, I mean, at the end of my rope. And in that place, I'm starting to think about suicide. And I'm thinking, now, I don't like pain. So I want to commit suicide, but I don't want it to be painful. So I'm thinking, what method can I use? So, I mean, I just get through this quick, and then I'm thinking that. And while I'm in that state, I hear the voice of God. God speaks to me, and he says to me, Andre, I'm proud of you. At that moment, I said to the Lord, I said, how can you say that I'm, you're proud of me? Look at what I've done. I've messed everything up. I mean, there's nothing to be proud of. Even though I want to hear that, there's nothing in my life that has, I mean, that fruit right now. Mm -hmm. And so, but what happened to me is when God spoke to me there, um, I, it was like water in the desert. Yeah. Someone gives me water in the desert. Now, when you are in the desert and someone gives you that water, you grab it. So when I heard his voice, I wanted more of his voice. So I said, God, I hear what you're saying, and I want to be that person, but this is not me. So he said, Andre, I'm, I'm proud of you. And then secondly, he spoke again. He said, Andre, I believe in you. And so um, it changed my life. I mean, so I said, God, what do you want me to do? I'll do anything. Um, what do you want from me? Do you want me to go, uh, how, what should I do? And uh, I, I, want, I want this, but this is not me. Mm -hmm. And so God said to me, Andre, you have to get into a relationship with me. And so immediately, my idea of relationship is I have to go more to church. Yeah. And so I said, God, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll go back to church and I'll attend more meetings and do that. And God said, no. He said, you need to go get to know me. Yeah. And so God had to come down to my level and he had to come in and teach and train me as a child to get an understanding of him because of the idea that I had that he lives in the building and he doesn't care about my life. So at that moment... Uh, I said, Lord, just tell me, I'll do anything. Just what do you? And God said to me, Andre, um, invite me into your life. I said, Well, I invite you into my life. And God says to me, I'm, this, this is, I'm 15 years old. Wow. God's saying to me, um, uh, I said, But I don't know what to do. And God says, 
um, what do you like to do? And this is very important because for any relationship to develop, both parties have to enjoy it. Yeah. Do you understand that? If you, if you don't enjoy the time together with that, it, that will not become a friend. Yeah. And so God says to me, what do you like? And so 15 years old, I name a couple of things. One of the things that I named is I said, God, I love, I love to go to the movies. Now, during those times, I used to, I mean, slip school and go to the movies and just relax in the morning. <laughs> and so I enjoyed that stillness or that privacy. That So God says, what do you like to do? And I named a couple of things. And he says, why don't you invite me to come with you? Mm. I said, yes, I'll, I'll do that. And I couldn't understand it because here God is saying to me, it's a midweek, he's saying he wants to spend time with me, yet at the same time, I mean, church is only on Sunday. Yeah. And so here God is here in my room. I, I hear him speak. And so I said, I'll do anything um, just to get to, just to hear your voice. And so the next morning, got up, I went to a theater, a movie theater. Got there early in the morning, and uh, all these movies, movies are showing. So now I'm trying to condition myself to say, listen, I'm here with God. I'm here to spend time with the Lord. So I need to get my mind in it. So I'm looking at all these movies that's showing. And there's a specific movie that I want to see, but it's, it's R-rated. And so <laughs> God speaks to me. He says, Andre, what do you want to watch? And so I'm trying to think what is suitable for God. I mean, what can I, what's suitable to watch with him? And so I'm looking at all these things and I look at this Disney movie. And uh, God says, what do you want to watch? I said, um, I mean, uh, this Disney movie. And then God rebukes me. He says, Andre, stop trying to be holy. I know you. And he names the movie that I, that I really wanted to see. And he explains to me, he says, Andre, this is about fellowshipping, spending time with you. And so uh, I said, no, great. And so I walked to the counter. I bought a ticket, a movie ticket, turned around, walked away. And this brokenness came over me, brokenness. I said, God, what is happening in my spirit right now? He said, he said to me, you are here to spend time with me, but you already forgot about me. I said, oh, I didn't. He said, why did you just buy one movie ticket? And so I said, God, um, we have to be, do, I've been in church. The church taught us that we have to be stewards. I, have to be, I don't have a lot of money. I have to be a steward with what I have. So I don't have money to buy a second ticket. And he says, well, and then he, he breaks open revelation in in." in in finances, he says, don't you know that everything that you had in the past, have now, and have in the future comes from me? So I said, yes, I understand it. He says, well, you can buy another ticket. And so I walked over, bought another ticket, walking um, as I normally do, bought Coke, popcorn, a couple of things, on my way to the entrance, that same brokenness comes on me. And God says to me, he says, if you are with your friends, do you always just buy for yourself? So what do you mean? He says, why did you just buy one Coke and one popcorn? And so I'm standing there and I'm thinking, I mean, th this is a moment that I have with God. I might never in my life have this experience. So I have to do, I have to, I mean, get into it. And so I ran back and I bought double, every, double everything, another Coke, another popcorn. I'm struggling to carry all this stuff. And so I'm walking there and I'm thinking, I wonder if he would just carry his own stuff. But I didn't say it. I just thought it. I mean, walking and it walking down and going to the entrance, the, the guy that gets to take the ticket, so I'm getting there in front, so I give him these two tickets. So he says to me, where's the other person? So I said to him, I don't know, I don't know how this works. I don't know if he's coming or if he's there yet, I've, I don't know. And so I just walked in, sat down, and the movie started, and everything changed. I had a visitation with God there. And it was an uh, hour and a half, a lot of stuff happened. God dealt with in that hour and a half, he dealt with, um, uh, he healed me emotionally. He, he dealt with everything, my future in that moment. 
And uh, I left there, went back home, and uh, um, this is what I want people to understand, is that I left there, that place. I always, people ask me, how did you meet God? I say to them, we went to the movies, and then, uh, then uh, after that, I went back home, and he never left me again. He's been with me always yeah. from that moment. And so I went back home, put on the television, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, um, again, this R-rated stuff comes on TV. And God <laughs> speaks to me, he says, what are we watching? And so hmm. I say, God, <laughs> you can't see this stuff. So I put the television off immediately. And so suddenly I realized that his presence is with me. It's with me always, wow. wherever I go. And this is what the enemy is trying to do. It's very easy to sin when God is absent. Mm -hmm. Very easy. Yeah. But when you are aware of his presence, it's impossible to sin. Wow. Yeah. And, and this is what the enemy has been trying to do. He's been trying to say that, that God is, um, is too busy or God doesn't have time for us. And that's where a lot of young people fall away because they think. And this is what the enemy is doing continually. He's trying to tell them that no one cares, no one knows about you. And it creates that absence. And, and it's easy. Where there's absence, sin increases. And uh, so in that moment, suddenly, I've got this awareness that God is with me. Wherever I go, whatever I do, He's with me. It's not, I'm not alone in this anymore. And that has completely changed my life. Now, I've been going to the movies with God once a week, twice a week, for the last 15 years of my life. Wow. Uh, that's our thing that we do. A lot of other things that we do, but that's what I do. And I've had encounters, supernatural encounters, in those moments, in those places. And so I share this with people to make them understand I'm not saying go to the movies with God. I'm saying find something in your life where you can invite God into. Because any relationship will only grow if both, part, both parties enjoy the time together. I mean, wow. when you spend time with your best friend, time flies by suddenly because you're enjoying, I mean, the fellowship. But when you don't want to be with a person, and this is, I mean, when it comes to church, I'm not against church. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't enjoy church. It's a religious act. And so they yeah. go, there's no time for a relationship to grow there. It's an act that they're doing. And so they, they miss out on relationship throughout their lives. And this is how I grew up. I knew all the things. I knew the scriptures. I knew the songs. But yet no relationship. And that is the encounter that I had with God. And a lot of things started to change. And I mean, testimony after testimony. How can you share so much that has happened? But I've stayed faithful with that. And uh, it's not about that. It's about fellowshipping with God. I go to church. I pray. I fast. I do all of those things. But the priority is my fellowship with the Lord. <laughs> and when I fellowship with God, I don't read Bible. I don't praise. I don't sing. I don't worship. I fellowship with Him. I just speak with Him. I share everything in my life um, with Him and tell Him what's happening in my life. He knows in any way. And so it's that fellowship that we need. Now, when I see a lot of ministers, young and old today, that burns out, <laughs> a lot of them. But when you maintain your relationship with God, it is impossible to burn out. <laughs> People burn out because they step out of relationship with God. And so that's where I've learned where the gifting comes. So seven years ago, God called me specifically to the prophetic. And uh, it was very easy for me to transition from hearing the voice of God to, to um, function in the prophetic. Um, they're so close together. But to me, an intimate relationship with God is still the priority. It's so important. That is the foundation of everything, yeah. is not to. So a lot of people become very gifted, very talented, but yet throughout their life, they lose, they lose track of that. 
And uh, that has happened with me as well. I mean, when suddenly at the age of, so I went into full, God called me into full-time ministry then at the age of 16 already. And so I've been just ministering and traveling and, uh, I mean, as a 16-year-old going from cell group, school, whatever opportunity I got. And so I remember in my life that I got so busy with speaking engagements that suddenly I didn't have time anymore to, I mean, to, to spend with God at the time. And suddenly yeah. I remember one day, uh, 22 years old, driving to a town, I had to minister there. And on my way there, God speaks to me. And I remember driving and saying, I, I need to speak to you. So I said, God, it's a four-hour drive. You can speak with me. He says, no, no, I need your attention. And so I pulled off the road, and the uh, Lord spoke to me. He said, Andre, I miss the times going to the movies with you. And so suddenly I realized that, I mean, I've been ministering all over, but I haven't been spending time with God. And so I said, sorry, Lord, I canceled my, my speaking engagement that day. I rescheduled it. And I went to a movie theater close by there immediately. Um, the, the movie already started. So I moved, I walked in and normally I would buy Coke and popcorn, those things, and then go in and suddenly it started and I didn't have time. So I bought food. I said, Lord, I'm not buying Coke or popcorn, anything. I'm gonna get some food and we're gonna go in the movie. So I bought food and then I asked the Lord, what, do you, what would you like to eat? And something came up in my spirit. I ordered that and we went into the movie. It already started. So I remember sitting down and uh, opening up God's food next to me. And uh, I opened it up and I smelled it. And when I smelled it, I said to myself, I thought about it. I thought, I wonder if we could exchange. I wonder if I could, we could swap. <laughs> if I could ask him to swap. It smells a lot better than my food. And so at that moment, he speaks to me. He says, Andre, I knew before when you ordered, I knew what your desire would be now. I chose this uh, for wow. you. And so, so yes, you can, you can have it. And so this is it. If God cares about what we eat, um, how much more does he care about, I mean, all the other things in our lives? So I believe that God wants uh, a relationship with us, a deep, and we can determine how deep that relationship is. And so whether you're in ministry, in business, whatever the calling is, um, the, the relationship with him is the foundation of that. That's where everything comes off that and so to me today, the relationship is more important than anything else. I mean, when I preach, that's not my relationship with God. When I prophesy, that's not my relationship with Him. That is what I do because I love Him. But my time with Him is more precious than anything. I don't have to do that so He can be pleased. And so that's uh, how my life has started. And through that, in a lot of encounters, I've, got a, I've, wrote, I've written a book called Walking with God with just testimonies that has happened. <laughs> I just literally shared testimonies of what has happened in those encounters. Lots of things, supernatural things that happened in spending time with God in public. And so to me, it's, it's completely normal. A lot of people always ask me about the, the Coke and popcorn. What do you do with it? It's not about that. It's a, I think what it does, it, it creates that awareness that God is with you. And so it's not for him, it's for me. It helps me to be aware that this is my time with him. And so, I mean, it is, um, it is quality time. It's time where it's just me and him. And, and again, I'm for reading Bible. I'm for worshiping, fasting, yeah. doing all those yeah. things. But that doesn't replace our relationship with him. There's a time that we just have time with him. We, I mean, you, you push all those things out of the way and it's just you and him. Uh, and you just hear his voice. And so exercises, you need to understand when, when that happened in my life at the age of 16, my parents were not involved a lot in my life because they moved to a different city and I wanted to stay. So I chose that. But for that time, 
God had to become a father in my life. He had to come and really help me through that season to deal with things. And he came um, down to my level and he started. And I remember those days I would pray, say, God, it feels to me like your voice is just above, out of my reach. It feels this like I just miss it. I just want to be where you are. Help me to be where you are. And God would speak to me. He said, Andre, if you want to be where I am, you have to become lower. He says, because it's mm. even sometimes you are too high for me. You see, God chooses to, to make himself available on a level where everyone has access. Children, youth, everyone. I mean, we try to take God and put him in a level where only certain people have access to him. I mean, certain levels of degrees, qualifications mm -hmm. and that. But God chooses to manifest himself with everyone. And so to me, it's crucial because this relationship, I remember ministering to a young man um, at a funeral. I led this young man to God at the age of 18. And uh, they asked me to speak on his funeral, just share something. Shortly after that, he died in a motorcycle accident. So they asked me to speak on his funeral, just share something. So I'm at this funeral. And the guy that's leading this funeral is 70 years old. And his title message for the day is a full life and he basically speaks on this funeral he leads the funeral about how this young man never had the opportunity to live a full life and he speaks about getting married um, uh, growing financially starting a business all of this and while he's speaking God speaks to me he says Andre this young man 18 years old had a fuller life than most of the people at this funeral because he knew me and so People think a full life is achieving a certain amount of success. They think it's getting married, uh, getting a, a home, a vacation home, and a boat, and this. it's all great things. But yet they're still living that life without God. And so I believe that a full life is living with Him. And that's why I think, specifically with this program as well today, why this is so important. Because a lot of young people think that they have to wait until they are 30 years old, 40 years old mm -hmm. to experience God. Mm -hmm. Yet, they can live a life now with God. And that is, I mean, crucial with me, for, for me, is, is this time. Because, you know, once you get married, you don't have time anymore. I mean, once you get <laughs> yeah. kids, you don't have time. And that was the great thing with building my relationship with God from the age of 14, because I had time. I would spend weeks with God. I would go on vacation with God. I would... I had time to do all those things. And so it really um, developed our relationship. I mean, spending time. And it's simple. So people ask, how do you hear God's voice? It is simple. How do, you avoid, how do you hear your friend's voice? I mean, you spend time with them. The more time you spend with them, the, the more you learn to recognize their voice. And so with the voice of God, if you, if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you don't know their voice in the beginning. But then through relationship, you can sit in a restaurant, they can walk into that restaurant, call your name, and you recognize their voice because you're in relationship. And that's the same thing with God. The, the more time we spend with Him, the clearer His voice becomes. And so today, I can pick up the voice of God in a room full of people because I know His voice. I've learned to know His voice in my personal life. And that is most crucial to me, more than the gift, more than anything else, is that, um, is to function from that. And so... Gifting, um, people, don't, people think that ministry flows from gifting, mm -hmm. but ministry flows from relationship. That's where it comes from. Um, in, in 1 Samuel, it says, it says, And the Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and the Lord let none of his words fall to the ground. It was relationship. 
Samuel had a relationship with God. And because of that, God backed his words. And so, we fl- so ministry flows from relationship, not mm-hmm. from our gifted. I, I, I'm, not con- I, I'm not concerned about the gift anymore. I'm concerned about building my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Because when we speak, when any person speaks, you can, we- you can hear in the first minute, you can hear where they are in their life. And today I hear a lot of preachers, a lot of people speaking, and you can pick up the dryness in their life. They know the word, but they don't know the spirit. They understand. They know, they, they know the right verses, the, the right scriptures, the right songs, mm-hmm. but there's no, there's no relationship with God. They don't know Him. And so that is what I feel that this next generation, generation that you're talking about, this is what I love about this generation, is because they are real. They want, they want the real thing. Yeah. And suddenly, what religion has to offer is, is not more, I mean, it's not drawing them. They're not it's interested not in that. It's not enough. And so it worked for a generation, but it's not working anymore. And so people think, they think that this generation is rebellious. It's not true. This generation just wants the real thing. They don't want the, all the other stuff. They want, they want, they want God. And yeah. so what moved me in my life, Gen- uh, Genesis 33 verse 11 says, and God would speak to Moses face to face as one would speak to a friend. When I read that, I, I said to myself, this is Old Testament. If Moses could, could, could speak to God face to face, how much more can we speak to him right now? And this is what religion has done. It's taken that experience with God and changed it into something else. Mm-hmm. And now we have a generation that's saying we're not happy with, with all the other stuff. We want something that's real. And what is real? This is it. We have a lot of people that are preaching one thing, yet they're living another life. Yeah. And so this generation has a sensitivity to pick that up. Yeah. Because they, they're on social media. They see everything. They're aware of what they're doing, where they're going, who their friends is. And so they see all of that. And so this generation is looking for someone, for something that is real with that person and that relationship. They picked that, it up that this is the same person that preached Sunday that I'm seeing Wednesday in the street. They're living the same life. They have the same fire for God, the same passion, same thing. I mean, on both sides. I mean, the church have become so holy that they've become so holy that young people cannot associate with that anymore. Yeah. They've, they've, the, the bridge is too big or the gap is too big. They're yeah. saying, there's no way that I can get there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to get there. But I don't know how to do that. I mean, what do I have to do? Do I have to change my clothes to get there? Do I have to, I mean, so the gap has become too big. But suddenly, and this is what's happening right now, I believe that suddenly we, God is visiting, young people are having visitations in their rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a secret place. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, I mean, behind the screens, they're having experience encounters, a visitation from God where they experience God. And that, that is something that no one can take from you. Is that experience where you, where you hear God, feel Him, have an encounter with Him, and that's important. Wow, Andre, that's amazing. But I'm going to have to stop you right there. It looks like we've run out of time for today's episode. But I promise you we're going to be making a part two and have that uploaded shortly. Andre, once again, thank you, for so, thank you so much for coming and sharing on the importance of having a personal and a face-to-face relationship with God. On our next episode, we're going to dive even deeper into how we set up this personal relationship and then how it actually affects every single area of our lives. And that's going to be how our giftings and callings flow from that place of intimacy. 
Until next time, guys, we love you. We are the next. We're here to inspire believers, equip this next generation, and expand the kingdom of God.